There's going to be a knocking Ooh, noise. Chilling, just kicking it with the top down, a low to the ground. A no name, mm. sweet, mm. sweet, just that, chilling on a Sunday That's a real song afternoon. or you're riffing and it sounds amazing. It's a Sunday afternoon. Bye. I don't know. This is this song that came out like in the 90s, early 90s when I didn't pay attention to who was singing it, but the radio was on. Well, now we got to like, find out. I think it's called a Sunday on a Sunday afternoon. So call in and let us know who let wrote Let us know who wrote the the Sunday afternoon song from the 90s. I know Easy Like Sunday Morning. No, no, this is different. This is different. It's, it's Sunday afternoon. But people chilling. like to write about relaxing like, on sweet, Sundays. Sweet chilling, just kicking it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. I have a I have a thought. I like when you think. It happens occasionally. I Bring have, it on. I have a feeling that today the podcast is going to be, this could be a flagger. Really? We're going to get flagged? I think we're going to get flagged. Oh, that's I think exciting. This is, I think this could very well be one of those podcasts that people go, oh, well, I am just not having this at all, flag. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, uh, why? We're going to talk about what many of us call... Nuclear. Yeah! And some call nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> I actually think I said nuclear when I was growing up because I was in Oklahoma, and I think that that's kind of how I learned the word at first. Was Can I get nuclear. us flagged right now? Do it. I want to go. If, if we're going to come out of the gate, we're going to come out of the gate swinging, and that's what I want. If you are an American elitist, uh huh, and you want to make fun of how people in the South say nuclear, Mm-hmm. Then you can take a look at my butt. <laughs> That's the official stance of no. look at my butt. Because no, because here's the, here's the thing, man. You grow you grow up in an area, and yeah, yeah, it's nuclear. I get it. That's mm-hmm. how it's spelled. That's how mm-hmm. it's looked. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's how it looks yeah, when you yeah, yeah. read it. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> that was right. the perfect time for that to happen. Yeah, by for the way. me to say the exact <laughs> wrong. Yeah, that's this is well. This mm-hmm. is so that people can just point to the mm-hmm. same clip and be like, the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. They'll listen to right, it. right, listen right. to you're, the you're discrediting <laughs> yourself as you're making. I a like point. to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I well, okay. So like my my parents, they they would they they're Australian, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, so they say aluminium. Yeah. Which is great. I love the way right? that word sounds. Aluminium. So, and they say, well, because that's how it's spelled. Well, yeah, in Australia, there's an I-U-M at the end, like, you yeah. know, cadmium or this, whatever, chromium. Yeah. There's so many, like, that, so many you know, EMs. things that are, yeah, metals that are EMs. But, yeah. um, so they say aluminium, mm-hmm. right? So here we say aluminum. Right. So, and here we spell it aluminum. Right. So if you grow up and you live in a world where it's aluminium, then it's aluminium to you. You still know what you're talking about. You still know what it is. We're talking about the same thing. Yeah. So I feel like if you sit there and you go hammering on people because they grew up in a place where you just say nuclear. Yeah. Because that's how they talk. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> like, shut, like, like, don't, don't brag don't, about, just, don't just brag about your Ivy League ed- education. Don't, right. don't sit here and, and slam on, on other people because you've spent more time reading the word and, and that's, you know, and your, your intelligence is so massively great. Well, wonderful for you. Good for you. You know what they were Whoopie talking about. Flipping do. You know what the word they were referencing. You get it. So just move on. Give They're, a person a break. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's all give each other a break. Give me a break. Give, give me a break. Break, break me off a piece of that kid. Tolerance. Part. That's also a t- <laughs> <laughs> That's also an Australian thing, Kit Kat parts. I've already said that before. I think, oh, I don't right? think you have. No. If you have, I've forgotten about it. Yeah. Kit Kats are from Australia. It's an Australian candy. Oh, wow. It's one of the few that, that you Yanks have adopted. It really crossed over. It did. I love it. it Kit did. Kats are good. But anyways, I just, I, I just don't think that... No, I agree. I, I, don't, I don't think we should be ripping people I don't think because of an accent. I don't think that's going to get you flagged. I think I, it, was a, it was a kind thing that you did, and I think the majority of people who are good-natured and good people are going to hear that and be like, yeah, I'm fine with that. But the rest of where we're going might. Is going to make them mad? Well, here's the reason. is We've hinted at that we wanted to talk about... Uh, I want to say it right. <laughs> nuclear uh, energy <laughs> before... Um, we've hinted at it because we've been like, it's a subject that we should explore. It's an interesting thing. And, and per use, I'm not as well read as, as Noel probably is on the subject. And as I dug in, I was like, wow, okay, this is going to be interesting right? because you have, because it isn't what you thought. It's not what I thought. Yep. And it, and, and there's some very, very vocal and strong opinions against it in the yes. world. Yes. And there's a perception about 
this energy. And a lot of it comes from pop culture and from news and mm. the, the story of, as most of our audience probably knows, Chernobyl. Yep. I mean, when you think of nuclear energy. Yeah, Fukushima. Yep. And you, when you think of these situations, HBO made a series about it. People go, oh, no, we don't want another Chernobyl. In fact, I was in a play yeah. in high school yeah. where I played a survivor of Chernobyl. Wow. And I shaved all my hair off my head. Because obviously. Because there was in, radiation uh, poisoning. Obviously. So it was very yeah. dramatic. It was, yes. The play was called Sarcophagus. Oh, my gosh. And it was a very heavy piece of, uh, of theater and drama my senior year. Oh. And I shaved and all my hair off. And you were probably great. I was. I, I, at the time, at age. 18, yeah. I think I did pretty well I for mean, myself. you shaved your head. You I were shaved, committed. I was committed. I was so committed that... I mean, it was inaccurate, but you were committed it was to the inaccuracy. It was definitely inaccurate. Yeah. And I, I went for this choice, and it actually got me in trouble at school. I told really? you this story, right? Did, didn't I? I think I have. You probably told me this story, but, but I, I haven't told, you told them. them this story. So I shaved my head, and then I got called to the uh, principal's office for something else. It was yeah. like I, I had... Um, I had like written something on the back of a, a homework assignment. I'd done a little doodle, done yeah. a little drawing. And so it got me into the principal's office and they were like asking what was going on. And, and I just was like, Oh, it was just a cartoon. It was nothing, you know, like it, I think it was something that might be perceived as a violent image, but I was trying to be funny. It yeah, was yeah. not, it, it wasn't anything bad. So not to scare anybody, but I, I um, so I go in there and I've got this shaved head and the, the vice principal is like, why is your head shaved? And I said, well, I'm in this play and I'm playing a, you know, radiation patient and I shave my head. And he goes, don't you think you're taking this acting thing a little too seriously? <laughs> and I was yeah, really, really bothered by it yeah. because I went to a high school where football players and basketball players and swimmers would shave whatever part of their body sure. to win a game. And they took it probably pretty seriously. They took it probably pretty seriously, right. right? So it was funny because I just was like, this is classic Tulsa, Oklahoma, that that acting would be like, it's too far, kid. But yeah. but anyway, that was always my funny story about about the, the radiation and stuff. you're probably like, you say nuclear, idiot. Yeah, I was. I was an elitist <laughs> back then. I was an elitist senior in high school. I was like, you say nuclear, dummy. Um, no, but uh, I was in the play, and that was my perception in Chernobyl. And even things like The Simpsons. Yeah. The Simpsons uh, really conveys this idea of this radioactive, green, glowing, glowing green yeah. thing that's going to be like, ah, it's going to make me grow extra body parts, right? right? Oh, that's, the fish all have three eyes. Fish then, have yeah. three eyes. That is how we view it. But that's not what it is. Not even close. Right. So I want you to kick things off, and then I've got some cool things that I can share, but I wanted you to share, I don't know, what you know off the top of your head about nu- nuclear. You know, nuclear. you know, a nuclear. Or do you, you want know, me to share? What, yeah, what I, well, no, you used to, I want to, okay. I want to, I want to know what the world is saying right now, where we are. And, and if I'm, if I'm even on the same wavelength as the world or. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's important out of the gate to know, uh, radioactive, I mean, uh, uh, nuclear waste does not glow green. No, it does not. No, it just looks like metal. That's what it looks like yep. pretty much. And I found this article that just basically, first one was two things we believe. Chernobyl was catastrophic and we need nuclear power more than ever. Yeah. So it's basically like it was catastrophic, but we still need that power. Right. And that was the article. And I was like, okay, this is, it's saying here's this HBO series. It really, you know, put in perspective what a bad situation was, but it goes on to basically say, but as important as it is to learn the lessons of Chernobyl, it is equally vital that we understand the relative risk of nuclear energy production in the modern era. Um, the accident in Chernobyl was the result of two things, a cheap and unsafe Soviet era reactor, an almost unbelievable confluence of human errors mm-hmm. that occurred in precisely the order necessary to trigger the reactor explosion. So we're talking like this, it's not even possible that this would happen. Does it also talk about the way it was reported and the way HBO completely (laughs) mismanaged their story? It does. I mean, it probably does go into some details about how, because I did see this checklist of these are the things that HBO put in the Chernobyl series that just didn't happen. And it was, it was an extensive list. It was was like this, this isn't how it went down at all. Okay. So, all right. So just to start, start Start off, as you've got it, like we're we're talking about Chernobyl. So, so the, the, uh, the perception of Chernobyl and and the numbers we get and we hear from Chernobyl are almost a million deaths, right? Like 900 some odd thousand. I think, I think don't quote me on that, but but it's like, it's just a a very large number. It's a huge amount of deaths directly related to Chernobyl. Okay. 
So, and this was all presumed to be based on cancers that people would get uh, and the deaths that would come from cancers. Okay. Right, right. It's been a while. Yeah. They've continued to research it and the numbers are, are, are in and they're... <laughs> the numbers are in. They're, they're closer to, on the high side, 32,000. Okay. Not almost a million. Right, right. So 32, just 000. a little different. And, and a little less than half of those are highly debatably related to Chernobyl. Right. Because they match the numbers of cancers that you see elsewhere. Right. So the numbers that they're certain are probably Chernobyl. Yeah. Are about 16,000, they think. Right. Okay. Right. And most of those are related to thyroid cancer. Okay. Okay. So thyroid cancer, and I don't want to talk down any, you know, cancer is, is a serious deal, and, and it's, a, it's, not a, it's not wonderful to have thyroid cancer, but yeah. it is a 1% fatality rate. Okay. It's not one of the ones that you get, and the doctor goes, is oh, no. really, oh, right, crap, right, I have to right, tell right. a story. So instead, what it is, it's you have a lifestyle change. It's like diabetes. You're going to be spending right. the rest of your life taking medicines yeah. of certain, you know, different medicines to stay alive. Okay. Yeah. But you can live a long life with it and be, and be okay. Okay. So it's not, it's not terrific. So the deaths from it then are about 1% of that on the high side. In fact, there are people who argue it's as much as a quarter of even that, like okay. 4,000. So right, right. anyways, we're talking hundreds right. is what we're talking about. Hundreds of deaths from, from the Chernobyl accident. And right. this is because of a misunderstanding about the dangers of radiation. Right. Because... Right. And that might be in there. I don't know. If yeah, you, if yeah, you, yeah. Well, it's, it's so so. Our your point being, and our point being, is Chernobyl. It was a disaster. It was bad. It's a catastrophe. We would never want anything like that to happen of in the loss. But the reporting and the the giving of information around the world and to all of us was as if it was this unbelievable. You know, just took out so many people, and it really wasn't that. Well, yeah, I mean, your mind immediately thinks a million deaths when yeah. actually it's probably a few hundred. Right. And so that, the, so here we go. This is start spinning the wheel of. And that, by the way, that doesn't include, uh, you, also, I don't want to, because people are going to, if we're going to get flagged, yeah, we're going to yeah, fact yeah, check yeah, like yeah, crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I apologize if I'm off, but no, I'm, okay. I'm not far off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but there were, there was, there was a couple hundred firefighters who immediately went in there and there were people who went in to try to fix, like there were some deaths immediately, yeah. like yeah. immediately a good 500, you know, yeah. or so deaths yeah. right away yeah. just because of the accident to, con- to contain the accident. Yeah. So, yeah. That's also should be included in the yeah. tally. Yeah. So, but again, so the perception is we think Chernobyl, HBO does the series. We think it's this, it's, it's this thing that was, you know, catastrophic on levels that we can't even imagine. Right. And so then people hear the word and they go, well, we don't want that to happen again. So we can't do it. But again, what I read for the first part was this... This was a bad facility. It was a cheap facility. It was yeah. poorly. It had all all the checks and balances in place on every other facility in the world. This one didn't have those same things. Like right. all, it just didn't have the measures. Didn't have the training. So the 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 cause of it was really one of those situations where you go, well, it was bound to fail right. because it it was so poorly managed. Right. You know. Whereas all these other facilities in the world don't have the same problems that Chernobyl had. Right. Well, there's, yeah. I mean, with every new generation, they get more expensive and more difficult to make yes. because there yeah. are more and more safety yeah. precautions put in place for, yeah. for them, yeah. right? Like mod, a modern nuclear plant, the, the technology they put in to make nuclear plants today make even disasters like you saw in Japan, it, it still wouldn't melt down. Right. Right? Like there's, they, there's they, they, they've... They've had to put in better and better technology as they go, which makes them more expensive, which makes them more difficult to make, which makes them take longer to make, which, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. which, uh, you know, we're, we're, they're, they're accused of, 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 uh, of, of becoming what most technologies become cheaper to make as you go. But, right. you it's know, nuclear plants get more expensive, more expensive. And more because because they're they're made increasingly better and yeah. more safe. And at some point you would conceivably, if we kept investing in it, figure out what is the flawless, safe way to do it, yeah. and then they'd start getting cheaper. Yeah. But it, as of now, they don't. They get more and more expensive. Yeah, and, and, and what you just brought up, the, the price of it. So if you go into Google, Bing. No, I got to push Bing. Um, we Bing here. We Bing here. If you go into Google and you type in nuclear energy, 
you're going to immediately come to places like one of the first things I saw was, you know, seven reasons why nuclear energy is not the answer to solve <laughs> climate change. And this was on the Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation. He's a great guy, great actor, very talented. But this is the perspective that you see from the majority of, you know, Greenpeace and these these things. And they talk about, they say, oh, it's because it's expensive. It's, it's way more expensive than wind and, and solar. And it's going to be costly. And then they go on and they say, it's also a terrorist threat, because if you're making nuclear energy, that could lead to, you know, terrorists coming. It's creating more materials that they could hijack. And can I, can I please want you to jump that? I want you to jump in. Because that is a load of garbage. What's so funny that you had that reaction is there's an article that I found that was great. Please tell me. That is so, so funny about... How ridiculous that would be to so this one is, is stop letting your ridiculous fears of nuclear waste kill the planet. Okay, that's and so this guy shares Please your feelings. Let me see what he says because I want to cheer him on. Let, or her. So, is it a guy or a woman? Uh, uh, let's see who the author is. This is on Forbes and it's Michael Schellenberger. Okay, wrote this article. So. So he talks about how, you know, since the 60s, we got the anti-nuclear leaders like Ralph Nader and Jane Fonda and all these organizations that were kind of um, <laughs> that were kind of believing that we can't have it. It's bad for the environment. Right. So he, he goes, you know, all these groups always say they claim that nuclear waste could somehow be stolen or used by terrorists and turned into bombs. And he goes <laughs> to appreciate Jeez. just how ridiculous this idea is for a moment. Let's imagine you're an elite terrorist commando like the kind depict, depicted in Mission Impossible. Okay. Or James Blunt, Blunt, Bond flick. James Sorry, Blunt. James Blunt. James Blunt. <laughs> in a James Blunt flick. <laughs> My love is brilliant. My love is yeah, beautiful. <laughs> um, they should do a parody of James Bond, but with James Blunt. And uh, he's like, Blunt, James Blunt, you know, and he just yeah. and he sings. And he just says things yeah, yeah. too bluntly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's his weapon of choice. Yeah. So he says, okay, so you're this, you're this terrorist commando. First, you must break into a nuclear plant, which is guarded by heavily armed force, uh, heavily armed security guards who are often, at least in the United States, former special forces officers, 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 man, I cannot get my, um, why did we depict today to do a podcast? I know, right? Next, uh. you must kill, incarcerate, or otherwise inca- incapacitate these 700 to 1,000 people who work at the plant. After you're after that, you're going to need to quickly hoist a can of old nuclear fuel onto the back of a truck. And how much does that weigh? It can't be a pickup truck, which would be crushed nope. under its weight. Sure would. It would have to be an industrial-sized truck capable of hauling over a hundred tons. Okay, that's just for the one. That's one, right? Next, you have to escape. This will require driving for hours on freeways while escaping law enforcement officers who will inevitably be scrambled in response to your plant invasion. Because you just stole nuclear waste. Because you just stole (laughs) nuclear waste. But all of that's just the beginning. In order to turn the nuclear waste into a nuclear bomb, you'll need to reprocess it in a highly specialized facility. Because they're not enriched to be bombs. Exactly. Preferably underground. So as to not be detected. Inside your mountain lair... (laughs) <laughs> which you spent months constructing I love this without anyone noticing. You'll use a crane to pull the heavy metal rods out of the cans and reprocess them for so long that, and then he stops and he goes, I could go on, but you get the idea. It's a preposterous yes. concept. Yes. Yes. And that it is, is, they're not, it's not, they're not bombs. It's not the same. I know. It's not the same. And yeah. I think that, that, that pop culture and bad information has mm-hmm. convinced us that a nuclear bomb is the same as a nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember a line from the commercial, the, the trailer of Chernobyl, where, it's, where they say reactor number seven is a nuclear bomb. Right. That's not true. <laughs> right. That's not possible. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's not, that's, not, that's not how it works. Right. Right. It's, it's a whole, like, it's a whole complicated, difficult process to make a nuclear bomb. They're not easy to make. That's yeah. why there are so few countries that still have them. Yeah. He, he goes on and says um, any terrorist wouldn't need to bother to do that because they could just break if they really wanted to use um, the nuclear waste to use this to create a bomb. All they have to do is break into a hospital and go to an x-ray machine and use some of that equipment because mm-hmm. it's more accessible and not guarded. But like even so, he's still saying if somebody was to go to that level of links to convert and change it into something, what? 
it's right there in that building. You wouldn't need to go. And, why? And why waste the, the lives right. of of all of your 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 terrorist army because exactly. you're a, you're a captain of terrorism? Obvi- obviously, to to go in and, and grab it from the nuclear plant. Yeah. I know it's it's absurd. So that was so a lot of the environmental sites they 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 share it as if it's this big scary thing. And the more and more that I looked into it. Uh, there are so many problems. And again, so this is this is a subject that could get us flagged and is probably hard to hear for a lot of people because until you really read more, you think um, you think, well, it, it, it's got to be bad. It's got to be dangerous because these meltdowns and we've got to look more into solar and wind. And he goes on to talk about how mentally people are, are much quicker to embrace things like wind and solar because these are natural things. It's called the, uh, what's it, the, the fallacy, this appeal to nature fallacy. Right. Ordinary people tell po- pollsters they want renewables for the same reason they buy products labeled natural. They're in the grip of an unconscious appeal to nature fallacy. Right. The appeal to nature fallacy is the mistaken belief that the world can be divided into natural and unnatural things, and that the former are better, safer, and cleaner than the latter. In reality, solar farms require hundreds of items, uh, uh, sorry, solar farms require hundreds of times more land, an order of magnitude for more mining, more materials, and create hundreds of times more waste than do nuclear plants. But because it's tied to the sun and the wind, and we have this safe, comfortable feeling like it's from the earth, then right. we then we are more likely to embrace those despite the problems than this other over here because we think of it as that glowing thing I, from the Simpsons. Look, it's we're we're the reason okay. Again, you know I like to say follow the money, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's so, what we were talking about this earlier. So fo- <laughs> follow the money. Yeah. And see who wins if you close down nuclear plants. All yeah. right. Because yeah. there's only a few ways that you can make zero emissions energy. I mean there's that are that are yeah that are really feasible. Um and and most of them are have problems. Most of them have honestly, they've got a lot of problems, right? Yeah. But when you think about creating clean energy, you, you think about okay, so uh, all right, so so let's do let's do windmills. Let's, okay, you know, let's get yeah, wind energy. All right, let's w- do it. Wind energy, in theory, would be great. Right. Okay. Except you either are in a situation where the wind's not always blowing, mm-hmm. and when it's not blowing, you're not producing energy. Right which means that you either need a really terrific way to store it. And later on, we can get into a really terrific podcast if we want about, about energy. Like, there's more energy storage problems now than even before when we talked about, about a better battery. Yeah. Like we could do it again. And there's more, like, there's yeah. more, there's yeah. more to talk about yeah. um, because of, because of the issues. Cause we're not there. We need to improve that. Now I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of batteries and yeah. I'm a fan of improving the technology, but the technology is not even close. Right. It's just not. Nope. And, the amount of land you need to just store energy, if you're relying on, on wind and, and solar for that matter, it's still, it's still too much. It's, it's, still, it's too it's much. It's absurd, right? And yes. so, and there's been some pretty interesting, cool ideas um, as to how do you solve that. One, one is, you know, hydroelectric dams are another really great way that you can, you can store energy because yeah. if you pump the water back up, Right? right, then you use energy at that moment. So you're using energy to pump the water. So you right. take the extra energy that the, that you're getting from the wind or the solar at that moment to push water uphill, essentially yeah. away yeah. from away from from the, your hydroelectric dam. And yeah. then when you're running out of energy and you need more, you let it go, and then that water comes through the hydroelectric dam, and the hydroelectric uh-huh. dam becomes yeah. a battery. Yeah, right. You yeah. essentially are storing energy this way. So it's kind of so cool. it's a cool idea, right? Yeah. yeah. The only problem is you need a whole lot of dams to do this. Yeah. You need yeah. a ton of them. You yeah. need more than we have. A lot more than we have. Okay. Hot, hot dam. Yeah. And <laughs> dams are now being attacked. Yeah. Because yeah. of salmon. Yeah. Right. In California, in particular, because of what they do to to nature. Now, there's they're they're working on improvements for that, and and I, it, I think that there's some arguments to be made about how much damage we're actually doing to sure. to fish sure. with them. But I won't get into that today because we're talking nuclear. <laughs> um, but it's you know hydro is, is another another clean energy option, right? Yeah. But the issue you have with wind is that it is not consistent. It does not always produce, and we yeah. can't store it in high enough quantities yes. or in dense enough quantities yeah. that it's a reliable source of energy. Which is why you get so many rolling brownouts in places like California. Yeah, right. And a lot of the wind energy that stores they can store like ten to thirty percent energy, but then they rely on fossil fuels in order to store that energy. Yeah. So like. 
There's fossil fuels that are used to store the energy of the wind turbines. It's a mess. And then, so you know, it's not a good system. I also don't now. like, I'm not, a, I'm not big on wind anymore. I was much yeah. more for it until I read a bit read more about, about it. it. Yeah. So, so, okay. So in order to get really great wind, yeah. what you do is you put, you put these windmills where you've get, get these great tunnels of wind, right? Like where, where wind is naturally already blowing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, what else on earth might really take advantage of natural wind tunnels, places where there's wind blowing that you can think of? Kite City. Kite City. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Kite City. You're, you're <laughs> on the right track, right? So Something about sails birds, to the ocean. Like, birds like to migrate, don't they? Okay. Yeah, they like, they like to, to move, migrate. Yeah. Right? So yeah. if you're a bird yeah. or like fish, they like to go downstream as opposed to upstream unless right. they're looking to make, you know, make babies. Right. They, they go downstream because, you know, it's easier. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? You yeah, go just less so, effort. Right. Yeah. So That's birds, the way I would go. Yes. Yeah. Birds over, over however many millions of years have evolved to, to find these, these spots of wind and yeah. take them and use yeah. them. And, yeah. and, and now there's windmills in the way. Yeah, yeah. So what happens when you're a bird and there's a windmill in the way? Yeah. <laughs> they freaking destroy you yeah. is what happens. Yeah. Yes, okay? yes. Um, now, the wind, the wind, wind people, they, yes. they, they make the argument that we kill, you know, less birds or, or about as many birds as house cats do. Oh, I know about this fact. I know what you're about to say. This okay. is good. This is good. House, I saw this one, too. House cats kill birds. It's true. They kill a lot of birds. They do. House cats kill robins. Yeah. And house little, cats little kill birds. little birds that they can get their hands on and mm-hmm. eat. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you know what house cats can't kill? Eagles. Yes. Right. Eagles, hawks. <laughs> Giant birds. Big birds that are endangered and in trouble. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Little yeah. birds make lots of eggs. Yeah. The birds that die easily make more eggs. Chickens yeah. make eggs every day. Right. Because chickens are walking death machines. They just, right. right. they were made to be killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right? They were like, unfortunately, the life of a chicken is to be food. Yeah, yeah. So they make eggs like crazy. Yeah. Okay? And small birds make lots of eggs. If but, you are the majestic eagle... Yeah. Nothing can get you. You're the biggest, you're the best, you're the baddest. They don't make a lot of eggs. Right. They don't reproduce very well. That's yeah. why they're endangered. That's why having humans around is causing right. them a problem. Right, right, right. We can't go around killing eagles. Right. We can't go around killing right. hawks. We can't yeah. go around killing big birds. Big yes. birds, they, they don't reproduce as well. Right. So windmills are a problem. Yes. For just conservation. Yes. Okay. Yes. And the amount of land... That these things take up, that's a thing that you'll see over and over again. Um, uh, that you will see that the technology for wind and solar, and, and we have people that we've met along the way um, in green and environmental groups that are working in these lines of work and, and, and making this kind of technology and trying to help the world. And I commend those people. I think it's great. But as yeah. we're making this journey to figure out how to help the, the planet... It, everything has to be dissected. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every industry, we have to put it under as much scrutiny. If the automotive industry is having to defend and say, well, you know, we're trying to fix this and we're trying to do this, then we demand the same scrutiny from wind and solar and nuclear. Right. And all of these, we have to dig into them. And and the, the amount of land required to do wind turbines and solar is is massive. Solar is a hilarious example. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, and, and if you get a chance to make the drive from Los Angeles to Las Vegas, and yeah. it's it is an interesting drive. It's a desert drive, but it's an interesting drive yeah. on the fifteen. Um, or or I'm go past out. Vegas and go go up to uh you know, go go up to, to Salt Lake City, right yeah. or whatever. Yeah. If you're if you're on that highway, you'll notice at the edge of California that there is one of the larger solar. Yeah, solar plants. I've seen it on 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 Earth, and it's kind of blinding at certain times of the day because yeah. the, the 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 ray of light that's pointing at the center of those little yeah. stacks. Yeah. yeah, man. Okay, so all take of your those, eyes out. All of those. Like, so you see how much land that takes a lot. Of almost land. the entire drive from the top of that mountain, twenty miles. Yeah, <laughs> all the way to yeah. the to state line. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That whole left side. Yeah. That's that's all solar energy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, in order to have that exist you have to dig up and move all the desert tortoises which are also endangered yeah you can't like any of the the plant life all of the 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 lizards nothing will live under that nothing will survive underneath that right they've got to move it it's got to be gone so that land is gone for for whatever's there and and, you know maybe maybe desert life doesn't count 
right. maybe that's what we can say. Hey, des- <laughs> desert life is just as important. Well, that's a, you know, right. That, that's a, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. right. So, yeah. so, so you've got a, you've got a problem there in the first place. The yeah. second problem is they have these things they call they call uh, fly. I think they call them flyers. They call them flyers. They call them f- flamers. Mm-hmm. We'll call them flyers for now. Ah, oh, I forgot what they call them. Fla- flamboyance. Anyways, they you'll get birds. Yeah, that'll fly over this this solar plant. Yeah. And streamers. They call them streamers. Streamers. There you go. <laughs> and uh, so cl- Samsonite. 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 Swanson. Swanson. <laughs> Swan, Samsonite. A, I was way off. That's a dumb and dumber joke. Yeah. For Which is good for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. Streamers. Because the moment that they pass over it, they ignite and they light on fire and burn out. Yeah. Okay. So you Sorry, can't. kiddos. You can't fly <laughs> over it either. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So again. Again, we're not talking about robins that are that are flying in the area. We're, we're, these these are big birds. These are these are big birds that yeah. are that are looking for for desert life to, to yeah looking to, for some prey to get yeah. get some food. So okay, so that's problematic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But most importantly, you look at how much land that takes. Yeah. To produce that energy, and do you know what? Okay, if you go then past state line and you look up to the right, there's a little tiny. Tiny little plant with mm-hmm. a couple little stacks up there. Mm-hmm. That's that's a natural gas plant. Yeah, that natural gas plant is there to back up the solar plant. Oh, because the solar plant works during the day, but not during the night. Right. That tiny little patch of land you'll see as you're driving by that's taken up by the natural gas plant. That little itty bitty uh-huh. produces yeah. significantly more energy <laughs> than what you're getting out of all of that land from the solar plant, and you can turn it on or off whenever you want. Yeah. Now, I'm not a proponent necessarily of natural gas, although I think it's better than it's way better than coal. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. It's, I it mean, is. It's, it's it's significantly better than a lot of options, and so yeah. I'm not totally opposed to natural sure. gas. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it just illustrates the point that you've got an incredibly inefficient technology that yeah. requires then a fossil fuel burning technology in order to back it up, in order for it to exist. Yes. Yeah. Because we don't have a green option. Right. And right. this is why I'm pro nuclear. Yeah. And this is why when I was reading, I was going, there's a surprising number of people that are green and environmentally conscious people that want nuclear also. Yeah. But they are, but they are often shut up, muted, quieted down by big green. By big green, which is, which is, and this will haunt your dreams, I'm afraid. Yeah. Big, it's the, it's big oil. Yeah. They've changed what they're going for. Yeah, they're it's just now, gonna switch it's now, gears. It's now you're still they're still digging it up. It's yeah. just instead of going so aggressively for oil, which they still have to dig up some of, yeah. they're, they're now going for natural gas. Yeah, they're going for it. Yeah, they're 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 not going to stop fracking. Yeah, they're not going to stop. They're they're they they need it. They know yeah. we need it. Yeah. The same people you're trying to destroy will make money on the green economy because yeah. you can't have solar and wind without natural gas yeah. or something like it or something like unless, it. and they, the only thing that would stop that is hydro or nuclear. Right. And so you look at the two types of energy that get attacked more than anything else, more even than, than coal or any kind of, any kind of fuel oil plants or natural gas, the things that attack the most are hydro and nuclear. Yeah. Because yeah. those are the ones that will stop big oil from continuing to survive. Yeah. We, when we did our episode on hydro with Mike, somebody got really irate in the comments. And it was somebody that it, their, their reaction was really frustrated by what we were talking about. I can't remember the context, but it was, you know, when we do get those kind of reactions, and I have a feeling we might get some of that on this as well, because there is, everybody is focused in one direction and not realizing that there are other paths that might not be looked at because people don't want you to look at them. Yeah. Right. There's other paths like, and so for example, this is one of the things that said in here, no nation in the world has a serious plan to prevent toxic solar panel and wind turbine waste from entering the global electronic waste stream. So they have, there's no plan anywhere in the world to prevent the waste of the uh, solar panels or wind turbines from just being in heaps and piles as we, you know, because it's cheaper to build new ones. It is. Yep. And solar panels in particular, they're, they're a mess. I mean, like there's a, there's, there's a lot of chemistry going on there. Yeah. Pal. Yeah. It's, it's a, (laughs) it's like, like, there's a lot of waste there. It's, it's dangerous, hazardous waste. And again, what we're, what, 
right, I'm not. I'm actually pro solar. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not against yeah, solar. And I, I, no, I and, too. And, and, and I I'm, on top of buildings. Yes. If you're. If you. I'm. Ta- I don't want to take the land that that belongs to. I, I'm a conservationist, right? Yes. I, I want to yes. keep. Yes. I want to keep the desert tortoises where they are. Right. I want to keep the birds flying where they want to fly. I want yes. to keep lizards where they are. I want to keep. Yes. You know, yucca plants where they are. I want yeah. to keep uh, the, the, the everything. I mean, I, 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 have, I, I, yeah. I like nature to have its own space, and yeah. I don't want us taking what we don't need. Yeah. And I like us being better about that. So in the cities, I think solar is a brilliant solution. I think yes. that putting solar panels in someone's house and putting, a, putting the, the power wall that, that, that Tesla has, on the, I think that's, that's sensible to me because you have these rolling brownouts. They're not a problem anymore. Those are, right. That's just not a problem because right. you've got your battery backup sitting there on your wall of your house. Yeah. And you're using less electricity and there's less need for the electricity and you have a more diverse grid. Yeah. You have more options to get power and to yes. share power and to give power. That's, that's good. That's a good thing. And I even think that there's places where wind could be great too. If you're careful with it and you're responsible about it and you start thinking about what are the things we can do to, to mitigate the ecological problems that we're, we're causing, which can be done, right? Yeah. I just don't think that, I don't think we're going to make it. I don't think we're going to make it if we are only relying on solar and wind yes. as our, for our energy grid. I just don't think, I don't yeah. think we're going to make it because people will have to stop using their phones. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a person that I've met who's willing to do that. Right. Right. And I, I, I'm glad you, I'm glad we moved in this direction a little bit because I want the listeners to, to be clear that, while we're talking about this, what Noel just said, like there, so not to keep going back to the show, but honestly, down to earth is like a, like a video version of what we do on this show, <laughs> but they go to Puerto Rico. But they're just not as good looking. Not as, as good looking. That's, that's and, and that hands down, our listeners will tell you, the watchers of down to earth will tell you, um, on that show, they go to Puerto Rico where their, the hurricanes had hit. Yep. And, and there was a whole area, a whole part of the town where they all had solar grids, and these guys had put solar grids on top of these buildings, and they were able to give everybody in their neighborhood power while everybody else was, you know, had nothing. Right. And that was an example where you're really inspired because you can see the power of the technology being used in the right way. Yep. It's being used in the right way. And like Noel said, we're conservationists. It's really about not taking land away and and natural areas. And we've talked about that before with Conservation X Labs being on the show. We've talked about that before with, um, there was another episode that we did about the parks. It's really about not taking away and using all this land in order to create energy when we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. But if you have high rises and buildings and all these structures and you want to gather some solar energy as an option, great. We support that. If you can yeah. get wind and it's in a place where you've, you've, you know, found, I mean, is out in the well, ocean better e- to have wind energy? Yeah, conceivably. Con- there's actually conceivably. a lot of interesting options in the ocean, even yeah. beyond wind, like yeah. what, how you can use tidal energy. And right, you can, you know, right. Like there's a lot of, there's, there's so many, there are so many interesting options to divert, to diversify our electrical use in a way that's, yeah. that's sustainable. They really are. Yeah. But the bottom line to me, and the thing that, that this, I think this podcast should be about is yeah. that is that I think you do need you do need that cranking machine that you can turn on and just get power yes. at a moment's notice to whoever needs it right away yes. right and that's why coal doesn't die yeah that's why natural gas doesn't die right that's why these things don't go away right yeah. so how do we um so how, how do we how do we do that and and, and my feeling is that when you look at nuclear, you can get the most power. It's the most power. You yeah. get the most with the least, like the power density at a nuclear, it's just, it's not even, cl- it's not even close. Right. It's just not close. Right. Right. You put a little tiny nuclear power plant somewhere and it just produces energy for yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't need that many of them to get the job done. And so, yes, yeah. they're expensive. But no, they're not going to continue to get more and more expensive if you just support the industry and let it go and let, let it right. do what it's got to do. Yeah. Plus, they're finding you can leave them on longer than you thought. Like right. they last longer than they realize. Like they're more, they are, they are in the end cheaper than was originally thought because they can keep churning away power. Like yeah. they don't, you don't have to shut them down. Yeah. So it's, it's, it doesn't produce any pollution. Right. You can turn off at a moment's notice yeah. and the amount of radiation that you're getting from it has been overblown. It's not true. Your body can, ha- your body can handle it. Yeah. I think, I think that, like you're getting this, you're getting 
more radiation when you get x-rays yeah. at the dentist. Yes. You are getting more radiation when you go on an airplane flight. Yeah. I don't think people realize, like, the, the higher you are in the atmosphere, the closer you are to cosmic radiation, to what yeah. comes from space. Yeah. When people go into the sky, when, when, when we send astronauts to space, one of the pr- biggest problems that they have is the amount of radiation up there that they have absolutely no protection for, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you'll see, like, in pictures when we were kids, you'd see you know, the space spaceman with his glass cover and it was gold yeah Yeah. it's because the gold is able to stop the radiation from getting through into their face and destroying them i didn't know that i thought it was just kind of like a like a sign of like who's the more wealthy astronaut (laughs) like it was like the like the equivalent of rap you know like i got a gold-plated astronaut helmet okay good to know so it's 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 founded in science it's founded in science (laughs) exactly it's a it's cool cool and scientific cool and scientific um yeah so so like you know so that's one of the the valuable uses of gold right right right. Uh, but it's it's an issue for for the the desire to go to Mars, right? We right. all want we want to colonize Mars. Let's send people to the moon. We want to colonize them. like one of the problems, the biggest problems you have is first of all the trip. There's you you're you've got to survive that trip, which takes months to Mars and, and a week to the moon. Yeah. In you know in in with very little protection from the radiation that's out there. Right. Right. And once you're on Mars, it doesn't have Earth's atmosphere. Right. So you're getting slammed with radiation. You can't really live on Mars without some kind of protective dome right to keep you to to keep you from just being radiated right and and potatoes and potatoes but you go (laughs) on an airplane you're you're up 30 you know 30,000 or 40,000 feet in the sky um and and you're and you're between there and 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 you're you know you're just you're you're up there in the radiation right and yet you and yet you tolerate it you survive it it's because we've evolved to deal with the natural radiation that's part of living on this planet yeah it's all around you it's everywhere yeah and because of that, we have a lot more resistance to it than people realize. And yeah. so it's just not what you think it is. It isn't, it isn't the glowing green no. rod that is going to, to turn us all into three-eyed fish. Yeah, the, the, we grew up in the 80s, maybe the 90s as well, that the, the idea of radiation was just... It, this has been so used in films and television to kind of scare you and making you feel as though it's something that could kill us all. You know, right. from the symbols of it, from the glowing, from the mutating... Um, and really that, that isn't the case there. So along my studying, there was a guy, I think it was the guy who wrote the article that I called out earlier for Forbes. Mm-hmm. He and his colleagues created a website called the complete case for nuclear. And oh, you can, cool. you can check it out. It's, uh, the website is environmentalprogress.org. Nice. And so on there, just quick stats. Uh, so basically, uh, nuclear needs. Okay. Wait, here's some of the stats, stats. Sorry. I lost my. I lost my stats as I moved the thing. Vamp, vamp. Okay. Okay, sorry. Uh, Nuclear produces... There once was a man from Nantucket. What? Yeah. Nuclear produces four times less carbon pollution than solar farms. Okay. So that was one right there. And they have this graph, which you can see right here. You can see the solar farm is way up there, then geothermal, then hydropower, then nuclear. So we're going like way down there, right? right? Uh, It needs 450 times more land for solar than nuclear. So you need 450, 450 times 450 times more land for solar. Yeah. So so uh, right. So that I mean that explains that yeah. that honestly I if you get a chance or if you've done that drive describe it to your friends if you yeah. get a chance it's, it's so interesting to see the stark difference between this is not even nuclear this is natural gas versus solar yeah. to see them in one like right yeah. next to each other. Yeah. It really is a lot more you need a lot more land. And then needs 400 times more land for wind. The yeah. nuclear. So 400. Le- so 450, yeah. 400. Yeah. But oh, it's a little better. Guys, the right. last thing I wanted to, to see, if you knew anything about this, one, one of the things I stumbled upon as well is, hey, our former uh, presidential candidate, candidate, Andrew Yang, hey. was a big let's go nuclear guy. Really? Yeah. That was one of his plans. He was huh. like, hey, this is going to be... I should the- pay more attention to politics. <laughs> well, I, I liked him. I thought he was a really smart guy. I thought he had some interesting ideas. But I found, while I was searching around, I found while he was running for office, he had a page about um, this being the perfect way for us to start uh, reducing climate change. Like, if yeah. we, we need to put our energy on that. And he, he goes into the whole thing about, uh, I know your ideas of it are probably skewed because of Chernobyl and the Simpsons. But he basically set, talks about modern reactors 
and the difference. And so this is what I wanted to share because I was curious if you knew about this substance. Okay. So he says, with modern reactors, safety is drastically increased and nuclear waste is drastically decreased. After the completion of the Manhattan Project, America explored the option of using thorium as a potential source for civilian nuclear power. There is roughly three times more thorium. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I love that we use we use ancient uh, mythical gods. Yes, to, thor- to be, you know, we've thorium. Got, we've got uranium, uranium, plutonium, thorium. yes, thorium. I know it's so great. Yeah. I, now I want it just because I love Thor. Yeah. Um, there's roughly three times more thorium on Earth than uranium, and we are already mining it as a byproduct of other rare earth element mining. Nice. Thorium mining is substantially safer than uranium mining, and thorium reactors produce less waste than uranium ra- reactors. Why did we go with uranium instead of thorium in the 1940s? Uranium is used in nuclear weapons. Thorium isn't. Yet another benefit to using thorium as a power source. Nuclear isn't a perfect solution, and we are also saying that as well. Nuclear is not perfect. We're not here on the podcast saying it's going to solve everything. We're just saying it's definitely not being given its chance. Look, it is, to me, the best option we have to solve to solve the green problem because i think yeah. which i personally think despite the fact that that i know i know i don't credit everything for climate change like i should as a good environmentalist right right right, right. but i acknowledge the problem of climate change yes and yes. it is a problem it's a and real it problem and we, we believe in it we've got to solve that problem yes. right yeah. but i i don't think that solving that problem with unrealistic solutions that are driven by corporate greed yeah. is a good idea I think you solve the problem with with the best solution available, and that's what you need to have a diverse grid. You need to have the backup that you can turn on at a moment's notice. Yeah. And I want the backup that doesn't produce any carbon yeah. emissions at yeah. all. Yeah. And that's that's it. That's the bottom bottom line for me. And and I have been convinced based on what I've read of the safety of it. And and we'll 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 put some stuff up. Uh, to yeah, we'll share some links and some data to to support what we're talking about. But I, 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 as me being the person on the podcast so often who comes into a subject with very little knowledge or understanding other than just basic talking points or headlines, I'm basically your, you can live vicariously for me <laughs> as the guy who just hears, knows a little bit about it, but isn't read on it. But one thing that I found and in, and in, in when we decided to do this as, as a topic was is there a lot of reasons why it, it might have some problems? Yes. Are there groups and are there organizations that say we shouldn't do it? Absolutely. Are some of those good-natured and well-meaning? Absolutely. Those Some of these groups are probably being like, we think we could do something better, and maybe we can. But I, you will be surprised if you go out there and you look at some of the things by how there has been a very, very uh, strategic effort to keep this on the down low. Yeah, and and I think yeah, no, you are. It is, There's been an effort it is to horrendous. be like it's it's been pay, pay no attention to the nuclear behind the curtain. I you mean, know? it's it's pretty it's pretty horrendous, and, and and the pop culture support that it gets yeah. reminds me a little bit of of some of the basic I think humanitarian issues that exist as part of this Black Lives Matter movement yeah. that come from pop culture. Yeah. Like, I, I think that there's, there's so much, there's, there's so many problems to Hollywood and you and you and I are intimately aware of many of yes, those. Cause we live here <laughs> and we've been in the business. Um, I, but you know, there, there are definitely at times, and I don't say everybody because it's it, like everything else has, has variety and, and diversity and, and there are wonderful people in that business. I mean, wonderful. You, yeah. Some of the best people you'd ever meet. So yeah. I don't, I, this is not a broad, stroke but there are certainly powers in in that industry that work for the man <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and and that's and that's what you that's what you get so don't just look for yourself is yeah. i guess what i want to say yes. look, look for yourself at, at, at uh look a little deeper than than uh, maybe the first couple of things yeah. that you find about nuclear and, and see if you can find some some other data because there's there's more to it than you think and I think it should be included in, in the, the list of, of options to make a, a more diverse and an eco-friendly grid. And I agree. Yeah. I agree. The other thing I want to say is, is I think that, that we, there's, a, there's a, a bias against nuclear because of its relationship to the most devastating and horrific weapon that exists on the right, planet today. Right. It, it, I mean, that, absolutely. Those yeah. two, two together, you kind of go, well, what, how can one be good and how can one be so awful? Exactly. But, right. you know, I don't... 
anything you read about about the the people involved in in the the basic fundamental theories behind nuclear energy. Mm-hmm. These were great people. These mm-hmm. were these were kind people. These were good people. These were people who were horrified by the concept of where where we could destroy ourselves with this, right? And concerned about it. Right. Albert Einstein was not a jerk. Yeah, yeah. he just wasn't a yeah. jerk. We've Everything... all seen the poster of him <laughs> going like this with his tongue out. He wasn't a jerk. The guy he was, was a good guy. the guy was amazing. Yeah, right. Um, and and uh, okay, so Oppenheimer when he created the bomb, mm-hmm. um, or was you know the, the lead in the team that, that got it done. Um, he, uh, his argument, his justification for doing it, and it's an interesting justification, and I don't know that you can entirely put your hat on it, but it's worth at least hearing. Yeah. His justification was that by creating something like this, you can actually stop war. Hmm. And the theory that he had was you create it, you show that it can do what it can do, you let everybody people you let everyone on earth be appropriately scared of what it can do and then you allow the rest of society to figure out how to do it and then once that happens a country like north korea as an example sure this is not a, we don't sit here endorsing north korea right. by the way as a podcast we have no <laughs> listeners we have no listeners in north korea not not one not okay. one so this I've, is just I've checked the stats it's just an, as an example right yeah North Korea has, uh, you know, has has a nuclear bomb. Their delivery system of it maybe isn't great, but yeah. they've got they've got the capacity to cause some damage. Yeah. Okay. They're they're a small country that really cannot be picked on by big countries. Yeah. Like you can't, as the United States, just go in and declare war and start start fighting with North Korea because North Korea could explode Japan. Yeah. Uh, and that would be it, yeah. right? And then that would start a. a, a a catastrophic sequence of nuclear events that would end the earth. Right. So the theory, and again, this is just something to, and this to, is what keep, to keep in mind, had, had to keep said. in mind because there's yeah. something to yeah. it. And I'm not saying it's entirely right, but there's something to it is that if you have a technology like this, nobody wants to use it. And because it exists, if nobody wants to use it, nobody will. And therefore, people won't fight each other. They'll have to find other solutions because if everybody's got a go- bomb, then nobody has a bomb is sort of the Interesting. idea. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Now, now again, this does not... That's not our stance. No, it's just a thought <laughs> because obviously this, this doesn't account for the madman, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The, this doesn't account for the, 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 the definite eventuality that a complete psychopath who doesn't care about a, anything... A villain fighting James Blunt. Yes, the villain against James Blunt could, you know, could just say, screw it, and press that's the button, a, and, yep, then, and, and that's say, it. And I so, don't care. So there are, there are definitely flaws in the... You know, and yeah. it is a justification for creating a bomb, sure. obviously. Right. But th- the reason I mention it is because there hasn't been a world war since, since. That, bomb, since that bomb was dropped. Yeah, yeah. And there's a reason for that. When the Cold War happened and U.S. and Russia were sitting there staring each other down, yeah. nobody was willing to push the button. Yeah. It right? Was, it was just a lot of, ah, yeah. ah, right. am I? Right. So, so it's... I like how I reduced the Cold War to Muppets. Come <laughs> <laughs> it. Ah. Right. So, I, I, anyways, I, I, there, there is something to be said about it as a, as a, a, a way to bring, to bring forth some peace. Yeah. There is also something to be said that you don't want. I mean, I'd rather they didn't exist. I don't think non-proliferation is possible. I think yeah. that once you know how to make it, the moment that somebody starts a war, it's that's there. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's an interesting. It's I just mean, something to think about. Yeah, it is something to think about. And and so I'm glad. I'm. This is one of those subjects that I'm really glad we did because, sure, there might be some you know blowback. There might be some flags. There might be some angry words said. I don't know. But I am a fan of the truth. I'm a big fan of uh, actual data, and I've learned that more and more as we've done this show, which is it's very easy to stand up in front of people and say, we got to save the animals and we got to, you know, we got to do this and go green and go solar and just present yourself as a do-gooder and as as somebody who's going to save the planet. But I think that it's important for everybody to pause and go, is that, is that for real? Is that the real solution? Or are we just going to be, you know, snake oil salesmen here walking around and talking about wind as if it's going to save us. And really there's a lot of problems with it. And so I just think it's always crucial to dig in and say, what's, what's the truth? What's, What's the data? Don't proclaim that you're woke. If you haven't actually dug in 
yeah. and found the data for yourself. Really, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. you, you can't because because so so much of of woke culture is is doing what is popular. Yeah, <laughs> I'm it afraid. Is. I mean, it it, you know, it's just to say that, that this, and some of it is totally right on and yeah. really great. And, 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 and I don't want to and right on, and yeah. we support a lot of the social activism that comes with that and with the idea of being woke. But you're right. There's a flip side, which is you can walk around and be like, oh, man, th- this is so bad for the planet. Well, wh- how far have you looked how far into that? Dug in? Have yeah. you dug in that? Because uh, I saw it was somebody tweeted this. I wish I could give credit. They said, stop saying you researched it. <laughs> Stop saying you researched it. A, re- a researcher yeah. goes to school for years and writes doctoral theses on theses. Is that even how I say it? They, theses? Theses. Uh, they, they, research implies that you spent months, maybe years on a topic and dug in and really figured it out. So to so flippantly write in your social media, like, well, I've done my research. It's, you looked up an article or two, you know, at, re- at best, at you looked best. up a headline or two. You looked up a headline or two. You followed a Twitter account. So it's really easy to kind of puff up your chest and say, I know what I'm talking about, but there are people that who have- will destroy you in an actual <laughs> debate, <laughs> right? Who will sit there and talk and you will say, you know, you've done the research and the person who actually has done the research right, right. will tear you to tiny, <laughs> insignificant pieces in the most embarrassing debate of your life. You will look like an eagle in a wind farm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was dark. That's terrible. Sorry, kids. So come prepared yeah. by actually doing your research. So do, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just important to know that there are people always err on the side of, um, at least in my opinion, there's the smartest person in every industry. There's the smartest there person out there, and they've they've spent their lives. They spent twenty, thirty years looking up and studying from from NASA to you know to whatever scientific organization to all all fields of study. There's somebody out there who really knows what they're talking about, and I think it's important to and just people, look into those. And people who really know what they're talking about, like the like the greatest minds, you you would be astounded at the debates that legitimately respected. And learned scientists will have with one another yeah. over yeah. a topic because what they're dealing with, the research, the field that they're looking at is so new and so unknown yeah. that they present their theories and, you're, and neither side is exactly sure. But both have a strong feeling based on what they've actually researched as to what it is. And they will sit there and they will go. And you'll and you have no idea. Like, the you don't even... You're so... Dumb <laughs> compared <laughs> compared to the people who are talking about it, yeah. that you don't even understand what, why the debate is going where it is. But like you like, but they are epic and yeah. they're amazing, and that's yeah. the, that is the importance of like of science. And it's, I think that science is kind of the word science has been hijacked a yeah. little bit because yeah. science there's the, there's this presumption that that everybody in science agrees that everybody in science has the same opinion on things, and they don't. That's the whole point. The whole purpose of science is to do your research to make your experiment, to prove that your experiment works, and then to present your experiment to others so that yeah. they can then try to repeat that experiment and then get the same result. Right. And if they get the same result and find the same conclusions, then they go, hey, this is pretty good. And you get general broad agreement. And even then, some of the scientists don't agree. Right, 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 exactly. Right? And, and with all that being done, you can find through presenting it, thinking all your life you've spent working on this thing, that there's some other guy who's, and it doesn't mean you're dumb. It's just that that person's also smart, yeah. finds a hole. Finds a and hole And then they research, come back yeah. and then you've got to defend yourself. And next thing you know, you're wrong. And oh crap, I've just spent <laughs> how many years. And this, is, and this is life. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and so understand when we're talking about research that there are, there are levels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. that you can't really, <sighs> saying that you get it and that you've done your research and you know your stuff, you, you might have some stuff that's, you might have some data that's true, but yeah. certainly, certainly don't be afraid to look a little deeper and don't be afraid to have somebody come at you and, and say that maybe you've missed something because yeah. even yeah, the question smartest, to question it, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, even the smartest people in the world have to deal with that. Yeah. Even the smartest people in the world are wrong sometimes. Yeah. There yes. Yeah. Ask Einstein. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. And we are as equally smart as Einstein. Equally, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no question about that one. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. 
That's we, fun. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't even want to say, hey, we should wrap it up. I just wanted this one to go because I think that uh, I just think it was a topic that I was like, I, let's let's relax. Let's just dig into it. Let's cover the bases and enjoy. Yeah. And I did. Rad. I enjoyed it. And I hope you did, too. And I hope uh, you guys continue to tell people about the Biofriendly Podcast because who knows, we could be banned after this episode. I don't know. Big Green could come find us and shut us down. So you could say that you heard the pivotal episode uh, where it all it all changed and they were, they were taken off the air. This is the end. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we will not see you next week. We will not see you next week. <laughs> Please tell our families that we love them. Yeah. Um, no, anyway, thanks yeah. for thanks for joining us this week on the Biofriendly Podcast. Uh, we are your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Featuring greater parasympathetic nerve activity. More than just charismatic megafauna. Oh, my computer screen just went dark. Well, hopefully it didn't stop recording. I sure hope it didn't stop recording. Hopefully that's just my screensaver. You're going to have to take the audio off the video. I know. Oh, my gosh. I hope that's not the case, guys. We're going to get out of here. Uh, Uh, Dolphins don't quit. Nature is perfect. Look at eggs. Uh, we are y'all. oh we are y'all, y'all inclusive. inclusive yeah that, that's a good one <laughs> okay isn't there what oh there was a new one we got one more we, oh I yeah 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 it was oh man man it was new it was new it was was it because our was subject it? was smoky it was smoky it was uh, don't, don't mess with smoky d- on this show don't mess with smoky on this show you heard it here see you next time ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my computer please don't fail me it's the bio-friendly podcast it's the bio-friendly podcast